Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing David Freudenberg, link building and content marketing specialist and founder of SEO with David, a freelance link building agency. David has had the privilege of being around business owners, leaders, and influencers, but he noticed that even the best ideas and brands were limited by whether or not they were found online. David is committed to making sure your SEO works for you. If you've got a great brand, David can get it ranked and found. David, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Awesome to be here. Definitely. Can you walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now with uh, SEO with David? Sure. So in my early days, I wanted to become a real estate investor. My dad, he was a real estate investor for roughly 15 years leading up to that 2008 market crash. And he was mainly focusing on SEO for his business. So he had three websites. He was generating tens of thousands of leads nationwide for like the we buy houses, you know, keywords mm -hmm. and sell my house fast and stuff like that. And so naturally I decided this is probably the best plan of action for me. I need to start a real estate investing website. And so he told me about SEO. And then as I was learning SEO and I was ranking my website on Google, I started getting calls. I realized that this business takes an incredible amount of time. It's a lot of moving pieces. And so I was working a job and my real estate investing business wasn't consistent enough for me to quit, but I wanted to quit so I could really commit more of my time to it. And so I started learning more about SEO and uh, wanted to promote my website more. And so really like SEO is kind of three different parts. It's the technical SEO on page SEO and the link building. And so I was kind of slacking in the link building area and I wanted to get better at that. Came across this group called DCWD for link building uh, with this guy named Dan Ray. And I started learning and doing link building and content marketing for my website. I started getting really good at it. And so I just decided to start a link business with my job and fell in love with the process of outreach and content marketing. And so I decided to stay in it long term. Awesome. And it's really interesting that you came through this like real estate world of this real estate lens because it's just like there's no bigger than transaction than like buying and selling a house right so it's like yeah. this doing seo for real estate seems like incredibly valuable i'm just curious what are some types of things that you did to like promote your real estate business with seo it was like your process sure would you say like 
in general or, or specifically link building? Let's start with like in general, what would you do? Cause I, SEO baffles me, but like, what would you yeah. do? To like start driving in leads. What was your like process kind of blue? Yeah. So the first thing I did was pick a domain name and uh, went for like an exact match keyword domain name. Back then my domain name was like we hyphen buy hyphen home.com. And then I switched it now to David buys houses, Florida.com. But I picked that domain name and then I started doing keyword research. So figuring out, Searching for using tools like Google Keyword Planner and different things like that, the keywords and see how competitive they are and what I need to rank for to build my landing pages and information type pages. Mm-hmm. Then I went in and uh, I started learning about the on-page SEO and um, specifically, if I could recommend a tool to anybody to use, it's kind of complicated, but I honestly think it's the best tool out there for on-page SEO. It's called Quora. And uh, what it does is two statistical correlations of every single ranking factor on Google for on page and it tests them constantly. So it's a software type deal. And so it will tell you exactly what you need to change on your on page SEO. Mm. And so I started, I found out about that through the group that I was in. I joined like a paid group part of it. So kind of like a mastermind thing. And I just became friends with people in there and they kind of like lead you to the right stuff. Then like technical SEO, you find the best hosting. So Website speed is, is a big ranking factor. And of course, from like a user experience, you know, you want your users to convert the best. People have slower attention spans nowadays. Mm-hmm. So uh, get with the fastest hosting you can if you can get on a dedicated server, which basically means if I'm in Florida, so my server is in Florida. But if you're in Massachusetts, you'd want your server in Massachusetts and stuff like that. So loading as fast as possible. There's a whole bunch of other things with that, but I won't get too into the technical SEO side. It's kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) But then there's the link building. And so link building is an extremely important part of it. It's arguably the most important uh, ranking factor on Google for SEO. And that's kind of where you cold email outreach. At least that's the way I like to do it. To promote your pieces of content that you have on your website or create pieces of content for other websites. And the way I focused with that is I've like to focus where your customers are. So I figure out like I talk to whoever it is or in my business itself, I'm like, where would my customers be on the web? Like, what are they reading? Where are they placing their attention? And then I would use these things called Google search operators to basically filter Google for those specific kinds of websites that I'm looking for. If you're in sales, you'd probably want to filter for like the big authoritative sales websites Mm. and find those if your target audience is people in sales if you're going after sales businesses and stuff. So um, I build a big list of them, find whoever's in charge of the content, like the editor, media, like whoever's in charge of the content, the webmaster sometimes will be in charge of it. And then I'll send them a personalized email and just kind of reach out to them, build that relationship with them, send them follow-up emails and just either promote a piece of content that we have that is, PR worthy or really valuable to their audience that maybe it's something exclusive that we only have like some data or something like that. Or I'll reach out and ask an offer to uh, create a piece of content for their audience, something that's unique from our angle that their audience would benefit greatly from. And yeah, those are the three main parts of SEO I'd say focused on. So you are basically creating a piece of content 
or offering to create a piece of content for a website where your audience already is, where their attention already is, and you're looking to get a link back to your website from there. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, cool. The reason I'm really interested in this is because it's using outreach in a different way than I typically use it or, you know, the people I know typically use it, which is, you know, cold email, cold call, you know, cold outreach some way to get someone on the phone for a sales meeting and kind of lead them through like a sales process. Here you're looking to, you're still kind of like making a sale, right? You're getting agreement from someone for something, but it's more for like content promotion to drive people back to your website. Um, I know that SEO is one of those rapidly changing kind of areas of marketing expertise. What would you say, you know, now in May, June of 2020, uh, or even this past year, what are some things you're seeing change in SEO right now? So I'd say the biggest things that I see specifically in the link building space is that there's a lot more people moving away from um, like, there's a lot of people who would do like more of automated like mass outreach. So they'd send like tens of thousands of emails and stuff like that. And as Google, um, they did an update to like their Gmail and stuff like that, kind of like cracking down more on that and stuff. I see more people leaning towards more of the side of what I do, which is personalized email outreach. So I'd see a lot of people really focusing and honing in on their skills of writing really unique emails to kind of promote their content. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on the part you said about Google cracking down on mass outreach. Can you touch more on that and like kind of how that's changing? Yeah, sure. So I don't remember exactly off the top of my head what exactly they changed, but I know it's like, you can't really do it as well as you used to be able to do it with just like setting up to like a software as a service platform and just like sending out tens of thousands of emails. Cause they'll just blacklist your, your IP. Like uh, the TensorFlow update. So we talking about yeah. Google. Tensor- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. So basically like people in the past used to just come up with these templates and um, these subject lines and uh, just blanket outreach. Like, can we post our article here or would you be interested in this? And I still get them but it's a lot harder to do it now because they've really cracked down on it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say that's as far as my knowledge is on that. Um, just changing away from, if you're like trying to move away from that, I would say is warm up your email address. So maybe get some friends or maybe you have other email addresses already and just send, you know, 20 emails a week, 10, 20 emails a week and uh, do that for a few months. I like to sign up to a bunch of newsletters too, to get people in my inbox replying. Mm -hmm. um as well and then i'll set up like my dmark and uh i forgot the other one off the top of my head but i have like kim spf yeah that yeah exactly and i'd set that up to make sure that it's all good across the board right there and then start slow you know maybe 20 emails a day or 10 or 20 emails a day and then just go up from there until you can kind of gauge to where you're seeing if a lot of people are going into the spam box you know or how far can you push this thing Automated sending isn't, you have to take more steps before kind of getting to ramp up. Exactly. Exactly. I would say that. And other things that I've noticed in the automated sending is um, people will do like, they'll host it on their own private server. It's normally on a shared server, but if you can get like a dedicated IP address that's not shared in a dedicated server, I've seen people do that and have some pretty great success in that. Awesome. And where can people do that? There was some services that I was using. I don't remember off the top of my head in the past. This wasn't for automated email outreach, but it was for like, um, I was routing my server through their program 
and it was kind of like not dedicated but semi-dedicated i remember the name of it i'd say look for programs like that or individual people who create the servers themselves would this be the same as using like g suite on your own domain or this would this be something different this would be something different you may be able to do it with your hosting company because i know my hosting company does email hosting on its own and some of them i think Keensta offers dedicated hosting to where you're not shared with other customers. And you what could was just, the name of that? I think Keensta does it. I'm pretty sure. How do you sure. spell that? It's K-I-N-S-T-A. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would get into that if you're trying to do mass outreach like that. Got it. Okay, and let's just recap that for people listening. Took some notes here. So you're buying a new domain. You are setting up your authentication. So mm-hmm. SPF, Cinder Policy Framework, DKIM, Domain Keys Identified Mail, and DMARC, Domain-Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. I just had to, I just had to look those up because <laughs> I couldn't remember them either. Optional, but will help deliverability, um, setting up a dedicated server or getting access to a dedicated or getting access to a server to get a dedicated IP address and starting out with slow sending, right? Starting yeah. 20 a day. And this is all for people listening. This is all for email deliverability. This is just steps he's taking to make sure his emails get into the inbox. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I've made this mistake before too. So I know how much it sucks to start sending out high volume emails from your own domain. And then your regular emails are going to the spam box and, you don't know why, and then you have to learn all this stuff. So yeah, it's important. <laughs> Definitely. And then it's like, you burn those leads and you're like, oh man, I lost out on those leads. Now I got to figure out, I got to find a whole bunch of a new batch and stuff like that or start it all Absolutely. over. You mentioned the other thing was personalization. And I know that personalization now is catching more steam. Before this, it was like the email sending software was more new. And that was kind of like the big thing. Yeah. Automated campaigns. Now we're getting into more personalization, hyper personalization. How are, are you able to find a balance between using the automation and personalizing? Are you doing it all manual? What are you doing with personalization? Yeah. So that's a great question. So there's a couple ways that we do it. And um, me personally, like what I like to do is first, I'll just write out maybe 10 or 20 emails, just completely personalized. And then I'll go back and look through them and say, all right, there's some things where I could save time here. Maybe there's like kind of a framework of it. So you, as you can say, and um, three things that I really focus on is the hook, the story, and the offer. So the hook would be like your subject line in your first line. And so I'd, I'd build like kind of a template sort of where I can personalize certain parts of that and then move on to the next thing. So like the body, the story, and then kind of template parts of that to, to speed it up a little bit. And then the personalized parts that are going to change for every single prospect that we're out reaching to. And then, of course, you go into the offer or the call to action. And that pretty much is just the question, whatever you're trying to evoke from them. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I do is along the lines of personalization. If I'm going for maybe some really high level targets, something that's pretty tough, I'll just do completely unique and just go through their website, go through their social media, really pull out personalized things that I ought like genuinely connect with that's related to whatever it is I'm promoting in the content and create a personalized email to them. 
Gotcha. So you're breaking down, you're using, are you sending these in a sequence too? Are you putting together a sequence of emails and sending those? Yeah. So I'll use the same thing. The follow-up emails are a little bit different. There's different ways you can do it, but I usually just send like a second one as like a bump and maybe a little bit personalized. And then the follow-up ones are just giving more value. So just kind of following the same framework as the ones before and just leading up to that. And I'll set it up in a sequence. Gotcha. Okay. You're basically breaking down the emails into, especially this initial one, into hook, story, and offer. Are you using different merge tags in there to personalize it? Or are you kind of just typing out person by person and putting those into the templates? Yes. Depending on what software I'm using, I like to use Buzzstream for the software I'm using and I'll just write it out. But if I was using GMAS, I would use the merge tags and I would just put it in the sheet and just kind of write, write out the certain parts that I would merge into the email. Gotcha. If you're using merge tags, what types of things are you inserting? The first name. I like to play with the subject lines, but when I'm promoting stuff uh, like outside of cold email outreach for clients and stuff like that, if I'm doing the link building, I like to play with the subject lines to grab their attention and stuff like that. So Mm. maybe I'll throw a title in there or um, something specific to that person. I'll put their first name in there and stuff like that. And then I'll go in and, um, you know, write a first line. I like to write like a more of a personalized first line and then go in and kind of maybe depending on what I'm doing, it's kind of hard to just say, I would just, you know, follow the same framework, the body personalized where I can with whatever it is that we are pitching to them and then go into the call to action. The call to action, I don't really personalize because it's kind of the same for everybody. Sure. Whatever you're trying to get from them. Sure. So I know from my experience doing cold outreach, maybe everything's a little bit different. Like the context kind of dictates what copy you're writing, right? You're looking for something unique about these people or unique about these companies to write this out. I want to kind of walk through a scenario because the people listening to this are mostly B2B. For example, let's say the founder of a software company came to you. He's like, you know, right now we just got like a one page website. You know, this is our Mm -hmm. company. We got a team that's working on outbound leads cold call and cold emailing. But David, we want to get as many inbound leads as possible, as fast as possible. What yeah. would you do? How would you do it? We can say if it's like um, some sort of SaaS company, let's say with um, like, I guess the email sending software, some sort of like lead generation company, software related, <laughs> something like that. Okay, great. Yeah. So the first thing I would suggest to them is we need to build more content. We need to build more valuable content just giving rather than like landing pages as well but of course if you have a one-page website if that's their only offer then we would just stick with that Mm -hmm. and build out the blog side of things i'd recommend doing keyword research too just to kind of like make sure that when we build these links that you're actually going to rank for whatever keywords you're trying to rank for there and um from there i would say i would probably recommend starting with doing some guest post outreach. So I'd build a target list of websites. So I'd go through their website, go through their existing content, and I'd find their specific blog posts that I could use to link into our article, as well as whenever I can link in the landing page when I'm reaching out to these websites. So I'd kind of hone in on what their target audience is. So if they're doing, you said it was like an email outreach software as a service company, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of looking for marketers, I'd say, especially cold email outreach marketers and link builders and 
people like that. So where do these people read online? You know, and so from link building, I'll try to find um, other link building businesses, uh, link building blogs, different things like that, that we can show up on other link building software as a service that isn't competing with that website, but maybe it's a bridge niche that's kind of similar, but not in direct competition. And I would also look for marketing blogs in general, specifically around cold email outreach and marketing businesses, marketing software as a services, different things like that, that aren't competing with this client's email um, software as a service, but relevant. And then I would reach out to them and offer to create content that's relevant for them. Or I would ask, depending on how willing this founder is and how much the resources that we have, to create something that's extremely valuable. So maybe we have, like it's an email software, so I'm sure they have a lot of data from the emails and stuff like that. And so maybe they can see how many emails are being sent and different subject lines that people are using and stuff like that. And I'd create like a big interactive data chart maybe around the trends that they're seeing and promote that piece of content to get picked up by the bigger marketing, cold email outreach, news and media websites and blogs and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, and to recap that you're building more valuable content based on their offerings on the company's offerings Exactly. around that you're doing keyword research to find out, you know, how are people who would be interested in this software? What are the things they're typing in into Google and searching for so we can be found there? Um, You're starting with guest post outreach. So you're not necessarily doing a lot of blog posts on the company website, right? You're making something really valuable, but Mm -hmm. doing guest posting and doing outreach for that on other websites that are relevant, not competing, but like complementary in order to build links back to the site. Either you're offering to create content for them where you find like some sort of intersection or promoting your own content. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. And of course the question about SEO for, you know, that's, Difficult to answer, right? How long does all of this take to do? You know what I mean? How yeah. long to start seeing results from SEO? So what would you say just like either a range or from based on your experience? Yeah. So uh, based on my experience, anybody says like we can guarantee this in amount of time, you probably want to run away because Great it's answer. not really possible to guarantee <laughs> X in X amount of time. What I can say from my experience is that it varies based on the niche, but what we can do is we can hone it down based on the data that we have with our cold email outreach to guarantee X amount of links for let's say 200 targets or 400 targets. So what we can do is we can productize that. And then we can also say that as we're earning these links and as they're going live, you're going to see consistent growth month after month of ranking for more keywords going up on for specific keywords on Google and seeing more organic traffic going through the website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You're basically getting in front of existing audiences who would be interested in what you have. Yeah. Someone described it to me before as like in Hollywood, when a studio creates a movie, they don't go and create their own talk show, create their own radio show about it or do all this stuff. They put them on other radio shows where audiences are attention already is they put them on other talk shows where people are already listening, right? Exactly. As guests. And that's essentially what you're doing. Can you guarantee all those people are going to see the movie? No, but you're at least you're getting in front of those audiences who have a high likelihood 
that exactly. do it. So I love it. I love that. Tell us about SEO with David. You know, who do you help? You know, what makes you unique? And um, I want to hear some more about your business. Sure. That's great. Yeah. So the specific companies that I typically work with are mid to enterprise level companies. And as we were talking about, my focus is finding out where are their customers on the web and then getting those content placements either from our existing content or creating content for those websites placed over there. And I'd say what sets us apart is our transparency. So on our website, we have our complete process. It's huge. And you can just go down, go down it and see exactly what we do every step of the process um, with the clients that we work with. And I'd say that really sets us apart from other people because in this industry, it's kind of like, I've noticed that it can often be confusing. People aren't really as transparent sometimes. And so I'd say that sets us apart as well as um, we do live reporting. So we give each client a project tracker and it shows them exactly what we're doing as we're doing it. And um, the benefits of this for the clients is we touched on some of them, but obviously the most important is link building being one of the most important linking factors on Google. And so by earning these links strategically on these authoritative websites, we're improving their rankings on Google for those keywords. And then also, as you were just saying, kind of building the brand as an authority in that space. Like if you're promoting a new movie, like you're showing up in front of whatever your target audience is for that movie everywhere. So you kind of become the well-known household name brand across the web for that. And then also a byproduct of that is you're going to see referral traffic from that. So when we build this content, often the websites will promote it to their email list and on their social media. And these can have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people on their email list. And so all those people, which is your target audience are going to read whatever it is or watch whatever it is that you're promoting to them. And they're going to convert because they know you like you gave them value. They trust you. Mm -hmm. So they'll just naturally convert to what you're offering. All right. I love it. If uh, people are interested in getting in touch with you to, to discuss, you know, working with you or want to ask you some questions about some things you mentioned today, what is a good way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the best way to get in touch with me is to go on my website, seowithdavid.com. And they can just book a free 30 minute call with me and we can talk about whatever it is they're working on and how we can help them. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, David, for joining me today. Appreciate it. Learned a lot and um, interested to uh, see what else you do with SEO yeah. with David. Thank you for having me. I had a fun time. Awesome. Talking with you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.